that time again, ladies and gentlemen across the internet, those of us, those of us, those of you listening on the live stream and uh, rambling at us in IRC. This is episode number 15 of the Development Hell podcast. And um, tonight we're going to talk about a topic that, well, it might be funny to some, but Really, it's not that funny at all. We're it, gonna. Th- it is pretty funny, actually. Actually, I, I I don't think so, Ed. Actually, for once, I'm going to be serious about this <laughs> shit. It's uh, it's not that funny. Um, sure. uh, but before we get started, let's thank our two. Let's thank uh the people who are helping make this podcast uh, possible. First of all, let's thank the wonderful folks at Engine Yard and Orchestra.io. Engine Yard is one of the trailblazers of the platform as a service, uh, serving up all your Ruby hotness. And then they also do. Uh, they have Orchestra.io, which hosted my awesome hackathon uh, php tech hackathon project Fwoosh, the uh the uh link uh, shortener and redirector with a twist and uh if you're into php and you want to find some cool place to host your stuff uh in a scalable fashion check out orchestra.io and secondly we want to thank uh paul reinheimer and the awesome folks at uh, wonder network for providing uh the bandwidth and hosting our live stream for us right paul and his uh, and, this, uh, and will the one name and will the the one who does all the work if I right. uh, if I suspect yeah okay. so uh, so Ed why don't you talk why don't you lead us and start the discussion on the item you wanted to talk about tonight oh man this is so I, I this is going to be so mealy mouthed and like fumbling but um it's okay Ed I'm virtu- I'm holding your hand across thanks, the thanks bro we're going to be cool yeah right um I I've never been like uh, super like not willing to talk about this, but, um, I've had a lot of issues, uh, a lot of mental illness issues in, uh, my life. And I guess that's not probably surprising. Anybody who knows me. Um, but, and I've always been, I guess, fairly open about that kind of thing. Um, I, since I was, uh, you know, uh, I was 13. I had a, like, I was in, Junior high, and I don't know if you remember junior high. I don't know what it was like in Canada, but junior high sucked. When it I, was a sack of shit up here too. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. So I always felt like junior high was like this period where uh, kids like could start figuring out. Like they would kind of. Some of them would like a lot of them would kind of turn mean, and they get you get clicky and shit like that. But none of them had any like. Uh, I don't know morality or sense of like uh right or wrong like they hadn't developed that yet so they could be real dickholes and um i had like a lot of problems in junior high my junior high experience was really really bad to the point where like i ended up uh actually like in eighth grade leaving school like in in early spring and i was in a i was in like a i don't know an inpatient um uh treatment center so that makes it sound like i was on drugs which i was not um but i was uh, when i was uh, so i was in there for like two months and uh i've it's that was sort of when i had started obviously you know like more seriously dealing with that kind of stuff and uh i've always had a lot of problems with um i guess the two major things are depression and anxiety and those those things tend to be kind of combined a lot. Like you tend to see a lot of people who have issues with depression also have lots of issues with anxiety and vice versa, right? Um, so since I since I was like thirteen, right? I've uh, I've just I I've I, you know there've been different times where I've done say therapy or things like that. But as a baseline, I just have to take um, I have to take some kind of medication to like 
make me sort of have more normal reactions to things. Um, I, you know, uh, so I've been taking an SSRI, uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor drug, which, uh, Prozac is, was like the first one on the market. And then there's been lots of other ones since then. So I've been taking stuff like that for a long time. And, uh, so since I was 13, right. And that, uh, it, it's, it's, it's been an interesting sort of challenge in a lot of ways. Um, I think in some ways, like the way that my brain works has been really helpful for like doing the kind of work that I do, uh, for doing programming. And I really, you know, obviously really enjoy that. And, and that's a lot of fun, but sometimes it's been kind of tough. And I think it's, it's kind of tough, like, um, for, uh, in a couple ways, like, especially dealing with like community stuff and then doing things like traveling and going to conferences and things like that. I think I tend to get kind of freaked out by stuff a little bit more than some people. Um, like I used to, I, I still do have a lot of travel anxiety, but, um, like actually for a while when I was younger, I basically was, I'd gotten to the point where I was basically afraid to travel at all. Like I was really, really freaked out about it. Um, and that, I, I think that, that kind of changes as I got, I got a little bit older and I kind of sort of got more comfortable with it. And there were a couple other like physical things too, that I had to get with, but, uh, um, that's, it's, you know, that kind of stuff's always been kind of a challenge to me. Um, so I don't know. I, I, unfortunately I, I don't have good notes written up about this and I really probably should have thought more about what I was going to say, but that's sort of, that's kind of where I was kind of wanted to drive this. I, I guess it came up some because like at tech and you were at tech too, at tech 12, um, which was a great conference in Chicago. Um, and that, that stuff all went really well. I actually had a really, really kind of tough time. Um, some of it was, uh, uh, well, to be, to, yeah, yeah, to be, to be fair, I mean, uh, and I'm going to interject here and, and like I said, I, I wanted to be serious about this cause I know I joke all the time about stuff. Right. So for the listeners that don't know, I've, I've known Ed, um, for quite a while before we started doing the podcast, but not, but we kind of knew each other kind of in the community knowing way. You know right. what I, you know what I mean, Ed? Like yeah. we knew each other sort of, and we kind of hung out a few times. And so I, I got to know Ed and, and Ed opened up to me about a lot of this stuff and it made, um, it made, uh, your behavior a lot more, um, explainable. Cause I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, cause something you look at this and say, okay, like, 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 you look at sometimes the way that people behave and you're right. like, why is dude like this? Like, why is he stressed out over this and stressed right. out over that? Yep. And when you told me about these issues that you had, all of a sudden it made sense. I said, well, of course, now this, um, this makes all the, um, it provides an explanation for what I thought was just, um, just plain weirdness. It's like, it's kind of weird, right. uh, in the, in your reactions towards things. Right. And so, and to be, and you know, when we we're at tech and we were out having dinner with, uh, we're dinner with Ralph and, um, um, and Jake Smith joined us. Oh afterwards. yeah. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So we're at, we're at this restaurant and you know, you got the phone call from your wife about the, the, the guys who are breaking into houses in right. your neighborhood doing watching, looking to see if anybody's home. And if they don't think they're home, they're breaking in and ransacking the place and stuff. Right. So that, so given, I mean, okay, I'm going to be honest here, Ed, given your condition yep. plus that other stuff mm-hmm. that was happening on back at home, yep. um, you kept your shit together and, um, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and so, I mean, 
like I said, I I try to be empathetic. This, I mean, I know I know I people have to understand that I that the grumpy programmer thing, and Ed knows this. It's a shtick. I'm not really like that. I'm not really so aggressive and screaming at people all the time. Well, it's 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 a role. It's a it's like being an actor, and it's a role I enjoy playing. And it, but but really, I do have feelings, and I care about people, and I care about my friends, and I don't like to see people that I know. Um, needlessly suffer through things, right, right? Right. So, so yeah. So, given all the, everything that went on at Tech, um, you know, dude, you held up good, and the and I thought the podcast was a good thing, and you know, I gave yeah. you a whack or two on the arm because I got annoyed because <laughs> I got annoyed, but that's not, but that's just because uh, me being me. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, mental illness is that even at the best of time, people don't really want to talk about um, mental illness, and and I mean. Am I lucky that my brain is wired the right way? That uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say wired the right way. Wired in a way that um, I don't have these problems. Um, uh, for that, I'm grateful, and it's been you know, given all that stuff, uh, I try to be super supportive to Ed, and I do talk to and people don't know this, but I talk to Ed about these things, and Ed is also very patient during the times when after the podcast, when I've been ranting and raving about crap that's been bothering me, mm-hmm. um, Ed listens to it and. Uh, and doesn't treat me like a pariah, so that's uh, so that's there. good. Oh, you yeah, I'm still there. Did I cut out? Well, I don't have the Bluetooth headset on this time. Oh, I have weird. the wireless USB one, so it should be okay. But well, who knows? But who knows, right? But uh, so yeah, but, yeah. So, so given all the shit that went down in your private life, right? Um, when when you were at tech, you held up awesomely, dude. Yeah, I you know I it's uh it's. And stuff has kind of gotten better as like as you go on and you sort of figure out like what works for you and what doesn't and like what are triggers for you and what aren't and, and, and things like that. And I've, I've worked to, uh, you know, to sort of, you know, uh, try different medications or different sort of combinations of things. And so, uh, so I've gotten somewhat better at that, you know, things have kind of, I've gotten sort of more stable with, with stuff and, and also, uh, having a really supportive, uh, uh, family is really helpful in that sense too. My wife's extremely supportive of that stuff and understanding and puts up with a lot of bullshit. Uh, you know, so tech was inter- was an interesting experience for me. Um, it, uh, it was, so it had some things that were obvious, like things that would make everything hard. Like, uh, um, I, uh, so one thing is, uh, you know, this is unrelated, but I have a CPAP, uh, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically a, a freaky Darth Vader mask uh, that you put on that blows air um, uh, up your nose or into your mouth down your and down your throat so that you don't choke and die while you're sleeping. Yeah, it's for people with uh, sleep apnea. Yeah, right. right. So, so the issue is that sometimes, like for some people, um, and it, it's not entirely just because they're horribly obese, uh, but that does tend to contribute to it. That basically, like your air passage will tend to close up, like when you fall asleep, right? And so you, you know, usually it's not like you don't just die, but what happens is that you'll either you'll wake up or you're not getting enough oxygen while you're sleeping. So, um, it basically, it screws up your whole sleep cycle, right? And you get really crappy sleep all the time, right? Yeah. Cause I remember when you were going through the um, sleep studies, 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I remember when you started saying you're going to the sleep clinic for stuff like that, I figured, ah, I've seen those before because uh, I've known people who have had uh, problems with – not with apnea, but yeah. just with insomnia and things and yep. not being able to sleep at night and sleepwalking and, and things like that. So yeah, so, yeah when, yeah. when I saw that, I was like, ah, oh, so, uh, so I thought uh, Ed's either got – Ed's either having uh, insomnia or or um, or apnea, one of the two. Right, and, and I knew you weren't a, and I knew you weren't a roly poly oly, so it was probably my money was on the insomnia side of things. Yeah, well, you know the funny thing is it can it you don't even I mean obviously if you if you're obese it contributes like it's a lot more yeah. likely. Oh, I know it's not the but only but I yeah. yeah there are also like super skinny people who have the problem too, right? So it's not not a hundred percent. But it. Uh, but it, yeah, it's interesting how I've heard, I've heard people like sort of a lot of people like programmers and other stuff who have come out and said like, oh yeah, I have CPAP too. Well, you know, like I didn't realize sort of how common it was. Um, but uh, anyway, so the issue is so the thing is that it sucks. A lot of people I think can understand like when you travel, you're sleeping in a different place, and uh that can be really challenging uh to to get a good night's sleep like when you're traveling right oh i, I, I right. Uh, my uh, my wife jokes and calls me um calls me princess christina because i uh have such a hard time sleeping any place where it's not my uh big uh comfortable well-worn king-size bed at home right well I, yeah I, I suffer the same problem of not of not getting enough sleep whenever i travel right and and then like it's worse like now it takes a while to get used to the CPAP, but like you get used to it and you sleep much better. And so what happened was I, you know, I drove up to Chicago and live about two and a half hours away from, from where the conference was. And, uh, I got there and like, I was unpacking. I was like, Oh shit, I forgot my CPAP, which it's not a huge thing, but I just forgot to pack it because I'm a dumbass, Right. And, uh, that sucked. Right. Um, and so like the first night I was there, I got like maybe two hours of sleep and I also awesomely got sick, like, which happens a lot. Like if I don't get enough sleep, I tend to get, I'll not feel good. I guess my immune system doesn't really deal with that very well. So, um, so like I had, I, I wasn't, you know, it, thankfully I was able to call like get a, per, like a prescription called in for antibiotic and, you know, do, do all this stuff. But it was not going well, right? And and so I was pretty stressed out about stuff, and you know that feeling sick, and I, and that's that's kind of normal. Like you feel kind of miserable, and you know this is not abnormal that you wouldn't really feel like things weren't going well. Um, but the other thing that came up was that you know that thing we talked about. And I, I can't sort of remember the chronology that well, but I was uh, yeah, I found out that you know I'm up at so I'm. I, Started to feel better, go up to Chicago, you know, I'm at the, the thing for a day or so. And then my wife calls and she's kind of freaked out because, you know, like some uh, some folks who live across the street from us had come by and were telling everybody in the neighborhood how in the middle of the day somebody had busted into their house. They were only gone for like a few hours and somebody kicked the back door in and stole some shit, right? And, you know, it the worst feeling is that feeling of like... I need to protect my family, but I can't because I'm not there. Right. And I'm stuck. And I've had a couple times this has happened. Like I've been, you know, at a, traveling and something happens at home and I feel like this, it, you know, it's really hard because you can't do anything. Right. 
And I was pretty, I was pretty stressed out about that stuff. You know, we talked about that. Uh, we were out at dinner and I was just like trying to sort of keep it under control. Right. But you know, it was, it was really hard. It was, it was, it, it, and, and it, I, so I guess, you know, when you describe that, I don't think any, like, I don't think it's abnormal to think I would be kind of stressed out when I heard this, right. If you hear about this kind of thing, right. From, from your family, you're going to be kind of stressed out about it. Right. Um, I think the difference that, at least in my case, is that, it, and it helps, my medication helps me a lot, the different meds that I take. Um, I take, uh, like I say, I take Lexapro, which is an SSRI, which is typically for, uh, people take that for depression uh, and other things. Um, I also take um, a medication called uh, Burspar, which is t- typically used uh, to treat anxiety issues and anxiety disorders. And I actually also take I also take a medication called Stratera, which is for it's it's uh, I take that uh, because of diagnosis adult ADD, and I had that a few years ago as diagnosis that. And um, it's about the only one on the market that's not an amphetamine, which is one reason I kind of like it. So it's not like I'm taking having to take speed all the time, which is kind of good. Um, but anyway, so I take some different medications. Then I have, I also have, um, anti-anxiety stuff that I just take every once in a while, like if I have to, like, uh, so lately I've had Xanax, which, so I take that every once in a while, like if I'm having, like I get really just freaked out about something or I'm getting, feel myself really getting anxious. And for me, it's, it's, a, it's this feeling like I get like a knot in my chest. It feels like there's like a fist, like underneath my sternum like the base of my sternum, like pushing out. Yeah, that's what it feels like, right? Yeah, I, the last time I had a big nasty, I used to get anxiety attacks once in a while. Right. Um, the last big nasty one that I had was at ZenCon. Oh, right. Um, because uh, Stuart Herbert was supposed to, uh, I was doing a day-long tutorial <laughs> yeah, right. on uh, the Fix Project, which is a, a toolkit to allow you to create pair packages okay, sure, out of right. code, right. right? And so... Stu, Stu was trying to get medical insurance oh, um, yeah. for the flight over because he, he was on a waiting list to get surgery done on a knee that had gotten all fucked up in a car accident. And because he was on that waiting list, right. no insurance company, no tra- no travel insurance place would give him oh, any coverage. Right. So I ended up having to do um, do the tutorial um, by myself, and <laughs> right. uh, and Stu was a lot more familiar with the material than I was. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, so so yeah, so I am tooling around San Francisco uh, with my wife doing the touristy thing, and the longer we went, the more uh, tighter that fist in the stomach got right. pushing up underneath to the point where we were on the ride home uh, when we were taking the because uh, we had no car we had to take BART so it was like right. two hours to get back from downtown yep. San yeah, Fran to the hotel while. to the hotel all the way over in um, Santa Clara and uh, yeah my wife was like you know, my wife doesn't swear very often, but she was like, you look like shit. And I was like, <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm feeling it for having to do this whole thing um, by myself. So um, that's right. Yeah. That's tough. I, 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 yeah. So you kind of understand like, like it, I do. it's uh, like for me, it's just that I can tell, man, I get that tightness in my chest. Right. And like I said, it's like, it's like a, a knot. Like I, it's like, if you imagine like a knot and a rope, but like, that's just twisting, like, and it just it's just buries in your like right there under my sternum and won't go away right and uh that's like 
that's how it manifests, right? So, so when I got that call, we were out, we were out to eat, and I was just like, you know, so I was stressed out. But the thing is, you know, even with the medication, I tend to have more extreme reactions to stuff than I would say most people do. Like, for most people, uh, that's kind of stressing me out. Um, but for me, it can be crippling. Like, it's hard for me to think about anything else. I can't, like, like when it gets really bad, I just become non-functional, right? Like, um, that that's the most, I, I guess, frustrating is, uh, you know, so... So, so, I mean, get back on, on what happened with tech. It was, it, I kind of, I, I felt like maybe I should just go home. Like maybe I should cancel Like I had two talks. So maybe I should cancel my second talk and leave immediately. Right. Um, I kind of felt like shit anyway. I wasn't really excited. And, and there's this other thing that sometimes it, it, it's hard for me. And I've experienced this a lot. It seems like most times when I go to travel for a conference, like it's weird because you go there and you you see lots of people who are your, you know you see lots of friends or you see a lot of people you you know you know or things like that, but for me there's always some point during that where I just feel like I'm in a weird unfamiliar place and I feel alone and I don't want to be here anymore, right? And I that hit me really hard. Like at least like I remember feeling that when I was at Tech that like I. I know all these people, there are lots of, you know, and I know logically ever, you know, there's lots of friendly people around and stuff like that. But I was just like, I, the, this is the last thing I want to be is, is be here. I do. I don't want to be here. I want to leave. And, you know, I just want to bail out of this, but I also knew that really wasn't healthy. Right. Like if I kind of give into that, that's not going to be good. Really. It wasn't. It, 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 you know, and, and it helped because my wife kind of talked me down. I was like, you know, she was freaked out, but the same, but I, I mean, but she also has to deal with me being like so freaked out that I'm like, fuck everything. I'm leaving now. And I, you know what, you know, and she's like, no, it's don't do that. You know? <laughs> so, uh, th- so that was that, you know, I was able to kind of stick it out. I, I think I ended up, I didn't stick around for like the engine yard thing and stuff. And it's funny because, you know, maybe there was that like that jaunt down to you got a bunch of people went down to Chicago that engine yep. did. Yeah, had a great had a good right. time. You right. Boy, you should have seen me uh, freaking the fuck out when we were up at the top of the Willis slash Sears Tower. People oh, trying know. to get me. People trying to get me to go out onto the little because uh, I'm terrified of heights. Right. So people are trying to get me to go out onto that little platform, and like the closest I could get was like maybe like six inches away from the platform right. like literally literally close my eyes and stick my phone out and press the uh, button to take a picture right so 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 yeah so all these this, people are trying to actually I, I, I think because i'm so big nobody actually tried to push me out towards the platform yeah but uh, if i've been a, a little guy i'm pretty sure some dickwad would have tried to push me out onto that platform as a joke yeah, just beat the shit out of them um that's right so this is like this is a sometimes it's like the engineer thing was like a normal reaction. It seems like for most people is that, Hey, that sounds fun. We're all going to get together, go to downtown Chicago and we're going to have fun. And we're going to probably go out and eat. We're all going to be together. We're going to go see sites and stuff. This is going to be a lot of fun. My first reaction when somebody describes something like that is that sounds terrifying to me because and I, I I'm it's it's kind of hard for me to articulate why 
but I think it's because I'm going to a place where I don't really, like, I don't really understand, like, how things are supposed to work. Like, I don't exactly really know how we're going to get there and what it, you know, how are we going to get back and how, like, and look, all this stuff is going to get sorted out. Of course, I know all that logically, but... Like, where are we going to go? And am I going to be comfortable with going to all these places? And if I'm not, what happens? Am I going to be like, am I just going to have to stand there while everyone else goes and does things and stuff like that? Like, there's a lot of, like, and it, it is incredibly frustrating because I know that, and this is experience I have at a lot of conferences talking with lots of See, you know, seeing how the people who go, like people who speak at a lot of conferences, I see people going to like, they're going off all over the place or they go to a city and they're like, we're going to just, I don't know, we'll just take a bus into the city and we'll, you know, go to a bunch of different, you know, places and try stuff out and, you know, go to a different restaurant or hey, let's go to this bar and just try it. Holy shit. I would never do that. <laughs> that is terrifying to me how, because it, it, like, even though I logically know I'm going to be able to figure this stuff out. I have been, I've I will get into a place where I sort of try that and I get someplace and I'm like I really like I don't really feel I just feel uncomfortable and I don't exactly know how to handle this situation like it's something ridiculous like this like okay this is a good example and you can apply this to a lot of different things but this is a very good example I had discussion with a friend of mine about this um, and this is just around town around here, which where I live, which is a city of only about a hundred thousand people. So there's a, you know, there's a, a, a rudimentary bus service here. Right. And, um, they have like bike racks on the bus. You can put your bike on the, you know, on the front of the bus or whatever behind or whatever and get, and so you can, that way you can take the bus and still have your bike with you and stuff. This is pretty common, right? Yep. They have okay. that same sort right. of thing around here. Yep. Okay. So, I was, he was saying that, like, he did that with his son. You know, they would go take their bikes over to a park, right? They t- ride the bus over and then take their bikes right around the park. And what I told him was, there's no way I would do that because I would get, because I don't, because my first reaction is I will get there and I don't exactly know what to do. I don't know, should I put my bike, where do I put my bike? Do I give him my money first? What happens? Well, wait, how much is the bus? I don't even know exactly how much it is to to ride it. And um, so do I just put my bike up here? And then I feel like, well, everybody's going to think I'm some kind of asshole because I don't exactly know what I'm doing. It's going to take me longer to put my bike up there than it should and all this stuff. And at all that stuff pops into my head. Like the first, the, the moment I think about doing it, all that shit pops into my head and I'm like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. And it's stupid and it's ridiculous because obviously people do this all the time, but I can't, but it would be one thing if I was with somebody who like I trusted and I, they were, they've done it before and basically they can tell me what to do and then I'll be okay. I cannot do it on my own. I, it is, so I will, instead of like, just, so in a situation like that, I would simply say, okay, fuck it. I, I'm not, I can't bring my bike. I'm going to have to do something else. Like I'll get a, I'll take my car and put a bike rack on it or something like that or whatever. Right. So to apply this to other things, like, uh, like you go, when I go out to conferences and people, you know, explore cities or shit like that. Holy fuck. It is hard, like, it is hard enough for me to do this process of, like, taking, of getting to my airport, 
flying to where I'm supposed to go. And God forbid there's like, a, I have to like, it, like it's a two step flight. Like there's two flights in it. Like I have to transfer right. or something yeah. that yep. that's not easy for me. Right. But I've done it enough where finally I've kind of gotten through it and I'm okay with that. So take the flight and then go directly to the hotel and stay at the hotel and then, um, figure out like wherever the conference is. Thank, hopefully the conference is right by there and it's really easy for me to get to and I can just walk down there and that's it. And so for me, I try, you know, I travel to a lot of different cool cities. Um, it is very, very hard for me to just be like, Oh, I'm just going to go off and explore this city. And I see people doing that all the time and I feel incapable of doing it. Um, and then the other thing is that it's hard for me, even with groups of uh, other groups of people, if I don't feel like they really understand, they like, I sort of don't, it's, this sounds weird. I wouldn't say it's like, I don't trust them, but there are lots of folks who don't have the same kind of freaky hangups that I do about like, I have to know exactly how everything's going to work. Like I have to know how I'm going to get back and I need to know what, t- what the time frame is. And I need to, or like, I need to have an out. Like if I don't feel well, or if I'm tired or something, I'm like, okay, I'll just do this. It's all easy. Like if I don't have that, I have to have that stuff planned out in my head ahead of time. And if I don't, it is, it's extremely uncomfortable for me to hand, like to handle it. to the point where I'll just be like, nah, no, I'm going to stay in my hotel room the whole time. Right. And this is, this is with taking medication. I'm like this. So you can imagine what it's like if I don't take anything, it's far worse. It's cripplingly worse to the point where there is no fucking chance in the world Whoa, that man. I would ever go. And, 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 and like go and talk, like fly to fucking San Francisco or something and give a talk someplace. Oh, I'd never do that. Never, 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 ever, 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 ever. So, yeah. So, I mean, like you talk about some of those things about going out and exploring. So it's one of those things. uh, I mean, I, again, I find it very admirable that people want to do that. Now, like, for example, I don't know if I, you might know this, Ed, but I'm speaking at a conference in Sweden in, um, uh, in November. At oh, the yeah. beginning of November. Right. Just uh, the, and just imagining I, that, yeah. if somebody offered me, hey, would you like to speak to Sweden or speak in Sweden? Somebody even mentioning that to me would make me extremely uncomfortable. Right. And so, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, and I totally understand. So part of it, too, is that I get to go there. I've never been there before. Right. So I'm going to go, and I'm the only PHP guy speaking, which, right. of course, I'm getting used to at yeah. non, uh, non-PHP conferences, being the only PHP person. Right. And so to make it even more enticing, this place, uh, Malmo, where it's being held, is uh, a half hour by train from Copenhagen, which is, uh, which is in Denmark. So right. mm-hmm. I'm hoping to screw up the courage to say, okay, let's grab some people and let's go into Copenhagen and check things out. And right. knowing, and, but the difference is looking at this thing, the organizer told me the train that runs back to, um, from the Copenhagen airport back to Malmo and to where the hotel is runs 24 hours a day. Oh, so really? it's like literally every half hour, there's a train that goes right. back, that, that goes back and forth. So right. I'm hoping to get the opportunity when I go, right. um, uh, to check things out, and so you know, I, I mean, my joke. I mean, I was almost going to jokingly suggest that. Well, if you want to go to these conferences, make sure that I come with you because right. I have, I am one of those people that kind of understand um, what you're going through, and right. and I, dude, I could totally be the one saying, dude, we can do this. Right. If you're cool with it, let's fi- let's figure out a way to make this so that um, you're going to enjoy yourself. Because it right. would have been awesome if you would have come out. Um, uh, on the engine yard thing with us, but I understand, you know, right. you wanted to get back home and that's right. totally cool. Yeah. Me, my anxiety was over going up until the 
friggin' fourth tallest building in the goddamn world and looking out uh looking out the window right. and seeing all of chicago and half of the midwest um below me you know right and um i mean my way of coping with that was like making jokes and stuff but dude i was uh um I was sweating the cold, yeah. the cold, the cold sweat type when I was up there, uh, trying to chill and not get too close to the edge and trying to say, okay, Chris, you're in control. This is cool. The windows aren't going to blow out. You're not going to get pushed out and fall to your death. It's all going to be, uh, it's all going to be cool and, uh, right. you're going to be okay with it. I think, you know, yeah, I used to have, I, I, now I, I, I'm very uncomfortable with heights too. I used to like when I was a little kid. I remember having nightmares about like being on I don't know like a balcony or something like that and having it start tipping down, like like so it wasn't so like I was going to slide off. I, right. I I had recurring nightmares like that when I was a kid about that. I don't really have that stuff anymore, but it's still yeah I'm it's very uncomfortable. It's a, yeah, um, so it, it it turned you know and. and so the tech, so tech, I kind of, you know, the other thing was I, I hadn't taken, I, I forgot to also bring my Lexapro, which is this medication I take for depression. That was not a huge issue, but I know it was probably a little bit of a problem where like part of, you know, there's, so, there's anxiety, but there's also like this feeling of just being a feeling really melancholy and depressed and just like, just kind of hopeless. Right. And everything just seems shitty and black and, and terrible. And it's, I've gotten a lot better. And I think for different reasons, I think, but I think regular medication and also just being able to deal with stuff better and learning how to deal with stuff better. I've kind of gotten better where my baseline is higher and I don't have these huge, you know, sort of valleys of like really feeling melancholy Uh, and that's kind of gotten better. But I definitely felt that when I was up, up at tech and, um, where it's just like, it, it it's hard it, like it's you just it's you can't find any like joy in anything right <laughs> and it's really really shitty yeah and right? you want to go i mean and you want to go to these conferences to have fun to enjoy right. yourself because yep. if because if you go to these things and you have a shit time then what the hell's the point of going well yeah exactly and so it's all that's always kind of tough for me because there's it's like i know that i'm getting to do stuff and i kind of you know, that I wouldn't normally, and I get to see people I wouldn't normally get to see. And that's really important to me. But at the same time, I also sort of feel like, like I'm walking an edge, like the whole time of like, kind of have to hold my shit together. And I don't really feel comfortable this whole time I'm I'm doing this thing. So, so what, what ended up happening was actually a few days later. And I, and this was, I'm sort of coming off the, so this would have been just last week. Um, and it's hard for me to nail down exactly what the trigger was, uh, but basically, I think a bunch of stuff kind of built up um, where I had like three different trips, uh, you know, sort of different separate travel things I had going on that were going to come up uh, in July. Um, One's a road trip that it's to see family. And then there were two other things. It's supposed to be a work retreat. And it's also supposed to go to the O'Reilly Open Source Convention. And I was supposed to speak at that, right, this uh, in July. So oh, you're supposed to, you were supposed to speak at OzCon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And uh, so it was probably middle, middle of last week. I, uh, I, I, 
I also, you know, and I, 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 work had been a little bit stressy for me because I've been like, I'm working on a project where I'm doing stuff where basically I'm trying to learn, uh, how to do stuff with Flask and Python, and then also building a big app that I haven't really done a ton of stuff with, with Backbone, like building a big thing with it. And then also at Backbone or required JS, which also kind of has this whole other structure thing. And if you remember like, last time we talked, I was asking a bunch of questions of, uh, of Justin, uh, Searles about stuff. And I was asking them because I was kind of like, so what do you think about it? You know, like I was trying to get some questions out of it because I've been working on that, that right. stuff. Right. Well, so it would have been well, like Wednesday or Thursday last week. Um, I went, I, I, I'm not, again, not a hundred percent sure about, but the basic feeling is I, I'm, I just, I hit some kind of point where I just had too much shit I was worried about and that I felt like was kind of hanging over my head. And I just went into like a really, really bad place where I was, I had, um, really severe anxiety, um, to the point where like I couldn't work. I was just like, I have to, you know, again, you know, I work remotely. Right. So you just like, guys, I got, I got, I'm not feeling well. I got to sign off. And basically, you know, I was just, I felt like it was really, really bad. Cause I'm just sitting at home and nothing's working. Like I can't, I'm just sitting there just watching TV, just trying to relax and I'm not relaxing. And my fucking chest, it like, if it's like fucking not, it's just twisting and twisting and twisting. And so I spend, you know, I'm just sitting, just laying there for fucking like hours and I can't get rid of this. And it's so frustrating. And you just, I'm just fucking, you know, I'm fucking start crying and shit because it's like, I, I don't know what to do with this. I can't control this and I can't. And it's so goddamn frustrating because what the fuck? I'm just going on a couple trips. I'm going to hang out with, with, with friends from work or I'm, I'm going to go to Oscar. I love Portland. I love that town, but I am fucking in a really, really bad place. Right. And the worst thing is that not only is it like, like sometimes I have, like these kind of things where it comes like it kind of spikes for a day. And I, that's why I have things like I have Xanax and I'll take that and that'll kind of calm me down and get me through this. Or, you know, before I've taken Clonopin too, which is a similar kind of medication works slightly differently, but it's, it's similar kind of thing. Right. Very rarely would I have to take something. I would have to take that say more than once a week. And I would like started on that was at Wednesday or Thursday. I was having to take two a day just to like cope, right. Just to like, not have that fucking feeling because I, I was just in a, just in a really, really bad place. And, and so along with it, you feel like, you feel like, uh, you start feeling like a, I get, you know, I, I, you're all anxious and shit. And you also feel like a fucking failure. Right. And, um, (laughs) You feel like, uh, and I've had places where I've gotten, it's gotten a lot worse than this, uh, but this is the worst it's been in a long time where for about four or five days, basically, I was just like, I couldn't, I could maybe work for a few hours a day. And then I just had to fucking stop because I couldn't deal with it anymore. And I, I, I was just, I just couldn't do it. And I, I feel like you feel like, it, uh, I'm letting you know, you feel like a burden or you feel like you're letting everybody down at work 
That's how I felt. And I, and, I mean, you know what? They've never given me that impression. And in fact, the, you know, other, the folks at Fictive Kin are fucking cool as hell and are very understanding of what, it, and when I actually had to like talk to them and say, this is what's going on. Right. And, and I had to say, I don't know if I can make these trips. And I ended up actually saying, oh, I'm not gonna be able to do this retreat thing. And I also ended up canceling my OzCon thing after I, I, went, I had to go and see my, my psychiatrist, you know, who helps me with my medication, see her kind of like on sort of a, you know, emergency thing. Cause I'm like, I'm in a really bad place. Right. This is, and it's not normal for me to have this thing where it goes on for like four or five days. Something's seriously wrong. And so we saw it. She was like, yeah, I don't think you should, you should try to clear your plate of anything you don't need to do. And we'll make a couple adjustments with your medication and stuff. And that's, that's all fine. But, and so I'm kind of doing better now. I, it helped a lot that, so I, I had to say, I, I can't, you know, I had to cancel the, my thing at OzCon, which I was you know, bummed about, I wanted to do that. But at the same time, I was like, I, you know, if this, I, I'm not in a place where I can do this. I, I'm just not capable of having all that stuff go on and be able to balance it. Right. Right. It's obviously this is not working. And so anything that's not necessary, I need to cut out. So I'm still going to do this like road trip thing, this family thing, which I really need to do, see my family and stuff. But there's uh, but basically I had to kill everything else. Right. And, um, you know, it's funny. I, it's like I said, that's probably, it's the worst it's been in a long time. Um, I've, uh, I've, I've had times in my life where it's been really, it's, it's been tough like that for extended periods and it's sort of gotten, it's gotten a lot better for a number of different reasons, medication and, and me learning about stuff and have support family around and stuff like that. But I've had times where it's been like, I think the worst thing and the wor- the the worst place you ever get is where you feel like there's just something wrong and broken with me because I can't react to things the right way and I can't react to things in a normal sort of way and cope with stuff and you just feel like I'm just fucked up and there's it's nothing's ever going to fix it right and that's like where it gets really fucking dark is where you start feeling like I am always going to feel this way and it's never going to get better. Like I'm it, like, that's, that's the really tough stuff. And that's like the stuff where, thank God, like I, I have some medication that helps me with this stuff and not get into that place. And things have kind of gotten better. Um, but it, man, it, it's just really tough. And, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of meandering with this, but I think about that some when I think about, like I'll see stuff. I don't know. It's been a few if I saw, um, like I pay, I, I'm a big NFL fan, American football. I love American football. I yeah, like NFL, I know. Right? American. Yeah. Well, not everyone is maybe, you know, maybe somebody else doesn't know, you know, for the sake of our international fans. Right. So, so I, so I'm really an NFL, right? And a couple different things, like one, my favorite band, my favorite team is Chicago Bears, and one of the guys on the team on the '85 Bears who won they won the Super Bowl, greatest team in the world, right? Uh, the Bears. I, yeah, Bears. Uh, do you know the guy Dave Dewerson? Uh, I you remember heard him? of him? Yes. Okay, so Dave Dewerson was a safety on that '85 Bears team, very 
pretty famous player in Chicago, at least, right? He's, I, he's not like a Hall of Famer, but he's a very famous, very famous player uh, for the Bears. Um, oh, shit, maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago, he committed suicide. That's um, right, and donated his brain uh, for yeah, study, right? He shot himself in the chest, um, and he was pretty... And con- said, said, check my... Ch- yeah, check, yeah, my check brain. out my, my brain, because I want other people to know what's happened to me. Yeah, so... Oh, Ed, you still there? Yeah, I kind of cut out there for a second. So, so it's weird... Um, like I, I'm not an expert on, but there's been a lot of stuff that talks about like you know brain injury and the NFL and stuff like that, and how and and that it seems like there's been a lot of a lot of uh, issues with that. But you know, and then more recently, uh, Junior Seau, who a extremely famous star player for the NFL, only retired a few years ago, he committed suicide. Right. Um, that's a damn shame too. Yeah, it is a damn shame because you know. And the the thing is, like, when I see stuff like that, or, um, like, I see that, and I don't know, I don't know what other people's reactions are. I see that, and I'm like, that fucking sucks, and at the same time, I understand where that, I think, I understand how a person can get there, because I, I don't know that I've ever actually tried to do that, but I've gotten real close, Right? Um, because if you just feel like there's no way to fucking fix this and there's, and you are in a place where you're basically just feel like you can't find happiness, like in anything you're doing and you're just, and you just feel like your brain is fucking broken and you cannot, you can't deal with stuff properly. And the way you just don't react in a way that's appropriate and, helpful and like 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 your emotional reactions are crippling to stuff like to stuff where it's like you know or debilitating you you where you can't cope with stuff properly you obsess over things and you worry about shit all the time stuff like that if you feel that way it is really really hard to get to a point it's really hard not to feel like this i'm i'm just never happy right <laughs> and like i said thank god i've i i have a place like I've got, you know, some medication and I've got family helps and stuff like that. But man, I really understand how people can get in that place. Cause I've been there too. And it's really, really fucking hard. Um, I, I think one of the hardest things that I found is like dealing with people who, man, the internet sucks in a lot of ways because of like, <laughs> like it comes up with like, like, I don't know people fucking posting comments on hacker news and shit like that or whatever, who clearly do not know what the fuck they're talking about and are just talking out their ass about stuff. And like a normal reaction is kind of like, yeah, they're being assholes, but whatever. It's kind of, you kind of laugh at them or they're just, these guys are just idiots, whatever. Right. Well, I have a problem where I see shit like that and I'm like, I've gotten better at it over the years, but I'm like, this guy is a fucking prick and it really pisses me off that he's acting like this, that he just acts like he knows what he's talking about when he clearly fucking doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's meeting a complete asshole. He has no under, he, he, he's not thinking about what he's doing to other people by saying this kind of shit and just how mean and hurtful he's being about shit. And it, so that shit really pisses me off. So it's hard for me to deal with that. Like I shit. I don't So I remember getting in like, fights on Usenet 
like in on uh like in fuck it was like in 1996 right uh about some shit on some discussion group on using or something like that and and being upset about it like and being like to the point where i can't stop thinking about it and i'm really anxious and upset about it like well hours later like i can't sleep because i'm so pissed off about this shit and i'm so frustrated about this and stuff so shit i don't know i i, I mean i don't know what the <laughs> I, I don't know where i'm going with this but the point is that it's it's just really fucking hard and it's really hard with if you sort of have like you have this brain that like the way that it's associating with stuff is a little different. Like I can't just let shit go the way I should, the way I fucking know I should. And the only way for me to deal with it is just to like, sometimes it's just to like sit there and wait until it goes away. And I know that's frustrating. I know it's frustrating for my family. Like sometimes I'll just get in a fucking mood and I'm just like, they're trying to say, just calm down. It's okay. And I'm like, don't even fucking talk to me. Like I, this isn't going to help. Like the only thing that's going to help for me is I have to wait for this feeling to pass and there's nothing else I can do. Like, because it's like my emotion, it's like, it's just like I fuck it. Sometimes like the emotion I have, it just anger or frustration. It just, it's like, it has like, it's just, it starts revving like an engine. It's just starts redlining and I can't do anything, but just wait for it to go away. Because if I because if, if I try to do stuff while I'm in this state, I'm not going to react properly to things. I'm going to completely overreact and do so, and do destructive things or do really unhelpful things or say really unhelpful things and and stuff like that. And I don't know. I'm all over the place. But help me here. Get me back to where, where we were talking about. I don't know. What were we talking about? Dude, we're talking about whatever you wanted to talk. Yeah, about. I guess so, right? Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, well, I, you, were, you were talking about. Uh, well, okay, so this kind of okay, so the, this kind of dovetails into a, another interesting discussion. So I would, I mean, this is completely unscientific, but I would hazard a guess mm-hmm. that computer programming probably attracts more people with um, not mental illness, but what's the what's the right phrase I'm looking for? Uh, the brain's just not wired right to uh, gently uh, socially interact with people. Oh, I think, uh, I think it, 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 yeah. it, it, it leads to – it really favors solitary people mm-hmm. and people who um, – I mean I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. Given all the nerd fights and flame wars that happen mm-hmm. on uh, Hacker News, right. I would be willing to bet that 999 out of 1,000 of those – of those discussions would never take place if the people involved had to look each other in the eye while they said the dumbass things that they're saying to each other. Now, now me, generally speaking, I try very hard to say the same stupid shit on the internet that I would say to a person if they were there right in front of me, because that's, that's kind of how I am. And I'm like, I would prefer people to understand that if I say something to you on the internet, I will be saying the same thing to you. If I meet you in person, because I believe in the things that I'm saying enough to 
actually say it when it counts, and I'm looking somebody right in the eyes as I say it, right? right. Not to be not to be confrontational, but to say like the way I am when I'm talking about these things on the internet. This is the way that I feel, and I'm not hiding behind the warm. Uh, anonymity that the internet can provide because clearly it's the it's like penny arcade's uh greater in, internet dickwad theory right? right that anonymity plus the ability to say whatever you want um leads to people acting like fucking dipshits right. all the time yeah. right yeah and i guess it's just it's hard because i just feel like i don't I, you know, I don't deal as well as I should with that. Right. And it's just, it's, it's harder for me to kind of like not care about that than, than I guess it is for other people to say like, these guys are just idiots, whatever. Like I can't, like, it makes me so mad. I just can't read it because I just think there's such fucking, I guess what it is for me is it, I see so little like empathy and and I, I will. The other thing is, I'll say is, I'm very guilty. Uh, I mean, guilty, but I have a real problem with just assuming the worst about what people like. You know, you you don't have any sort. You don't have any like nonverbal communication, obviously, when it's just text, right? And so my tendency is always to assume the worst out of like whatever a person says. I, and I don't think that's uncommon. I think that has you have a lot of problems with it. But I think that it it seems like I so often see people seemingly being not empathetic about you know uh how somebody's going to react to what they say you know um and i think that's what frustrates me more than anything is that uh is at least that perception on my part and that's that's really really uh, hard for me to deal with and hard. Well, Ed, you know, you know Ed, I get, I get pissed off at things that I read, um, right. on Hacker News and people there. Um, I mean, let's, let's, let's take an example, right? Here's mm-hmm. a perfect example. PHP, right. right? Um, all the time, PHP slammed all the time. It's a piece of shit. It's anybody who knows anything about programming is not going to use it and all of that stuff. And you know what? Um, that shit gets to me too because I look at it and I look at that and I feel right around that you are belittling a tool that has given me a livelihood and helped me establish um, a reputation and skill and pays my bills and allows me to do the things that I like to do. Uh, and so all the time I see people talking shit about PHP and it's always like part of me wants – most of the time these days, about 90% of the time I go, you know what? That's cool. I, you know, I'm comfortable using PHP and other and other um, complementary technologies. And if you think Ruby is the shit or Python is the shit or whatever, that's cool. I right. understand that. Yeah. But sometimes it's the most innocent comment. I, I guess it's almost like it's a bucket that's filling up with PHP hatred from yeah. other people. Oh, yeah. And then it gets to a point where it's something very seemingly innocent that just triggers it. And then I'm like – like I want to like choke slam that person if I ever meet them in person. Yeah. Um, right. Um, because just simple because it's like it's like you're acting like a jackass. Like if you don't, it's like people have a hard time understanding the concept. Of like if you don't like something, if you don't like a particular piece of technology, well, guess what, bro? You're free to not use it. Right. But I would like to think at this point in my career that I 
that another i'm sure other people will criticize me and disagree with me on this but i think i know what i'm doing i think i know what technology is appropriate (laughs) in what circumstances so you know what you don't like php that's fine but fuck you don't uh, this gets back to what i said the other day i tweeted about this Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not grumpy about the things that i'm asked to do because honestly for the most part i'm pretty happy to go along with the tasks that I'm assigned to do at whatever employer I happen to be with at the time, right. but I'll be fucking goddamned if you're going to fucking tell me how to do it, too. So, <laughs> right. you give me a problem. I, I like solving problems, so give me a problem, give me some um, some parameters with and some constraints within which to operate, and I'll do my best to come up with a solution, but don't fucking tell me how to do it. Do not fucking tell me how to do it. Right. And, and I know my wife all the time says to me, oh, I can't talk to you about topic X, and I say, I think you confuse me not giving you an answer you like with not being able to talk to you about this topic yeah right and that and that extends into into technology as well so so dude i totally understand i read shit all the time and i go i read that and go you have no goddamn idea what you're talking about none none whatsoever but i can't be but i see no point in telling you that because you just don't fucking get it yeah you don't get it and me telling you this isn't going to meet I look at it this way. Me telling you that you're wrong is going to change your opinion, and you telling me that the that the tools that I'm using are incorrect and can't be used for anything remotely resembling a web application right. is not going to change my application because, because personal experience tells me, yes, I've done that. Yes, I can build that. Yes, I've done it before. I did it. I did it back when you had no idea what the internet was, and I'll still be doing it when you've moved on to whatever you think is the next trendy tool, right? right. So, yeah. so, dude, I'm totally with you. I, 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 I get all raged up over things all the time. I have just learned that uh, the vast majority of the time, it's uh, it's not worth responding because they might yeah. just be trolling on top of it as well. The, yeah. the internet the internet is not a good place for people with uh, uh, mental illness and impulse control issues. <laughs> yeah. It really isn't yeah. because it is so easy to just snap off that quick response, um, regardless of whether it's regardless of, yeah. of the context or whether whether you in your snappy snarky response are even correctly addressing the issue. Yeah, I remember a time. I, I this is I don't know a year and a half ago where I basically it's an IRC channel and I just a guy did I, man I guess I was just having a bad time right and I was just really frustrated with some stuff and it was frustrating I was working a lot on the web OS stuff I remember I was doing a lot of that and I was frustrated with how things were going I was frustrated where I didn't feel like you know we were getting the tools that we needed and I was frustrated because I think I put too much of my time and energy and I guess self-worth in a lot of ways into this and to see it just not fucking work. Right. And, and it was frustrating and I just, you know, I was made, I made some kind of comment that was kind of pissy on IRC about something and a guy kind of made a pissy comment back and I basically tried to fucking pick a fight with the guy. Nice. Right. Well, what, what is wrong with me? Right. You know, um, and a few months later after that, I had to say, like, like I got to, I just got to a point where, like, my family life was fucking suffering because of how, you know, stressed out I was about, like, especially working on, on spaz and especially all the shit that happened with WebOS. Like, I just put so much 
like energy into it and it was just not going well right yeah and for those who don't know i keep bugging ed uh, approximately every other week to like let me have the old hp uh touchpad that he has that he has lurking around in his house and oh, i yeah. can't convince ed to, i can't convince ed to do it i keep trying bro because i'd love to have that thing to play around with it right but i keep trying because my wife loves the palm prey that you gave oh yeah yeah loves right it. right loves so. it. and other people see that phone they go oh what is that thing? And my wife's like, my wife gets all, she gets to be all techno snooty. Oh, oh, that's yes. a Palm Prey Plus. You can't even get them in Canada. It's like, I was like, ah, nice. <laughs> You're pulling the hipster funny. thing. Oh, it's from some company you've never heard of. Yeah, right. Um, yep. uh, so it's just fucking hard, right? It was just hard where that went. But man, it, it just put me in a bad place. And I was, I was like, being a dick to my family and shit like that because I was frustrated and I was snapping at him and, and being pissed off all the time. And, and you know, what the, f- this, and I, I was like, dude, I can't, this is not sustainable. And I, I had to like, I can't do this anymore. Right. I can't, I can't be like this because there's more important things in my life than this bullshit. Right. Um, and so, uh, I had to step back and say, I am going to have to not do this anymore. Somebody else is going to take care of it. That's fine. Do it. But I can't, this, I can't, this can't be it anymore. I'm uh, generally a lot happier now. Um, because I'm not, uh, generally since then things have kind of gone a lot more smoothly, but, um, but it's, it's hard, you know, I, I know I get, I get, you know, it, it I tend to, I know that I'm more difficult to deal like because I'm kind of I'm kind of difficult to deal with sometimes, especially when like this is one of the problems with like working remotely. One of the things that can be difficult is like, uh, and you know, when there's something that kind of starts, maybe you feel like it's kind of not going right, and or one thing or another, and it's it. You, oftentimes, you sort of take things in a, a worse way than they're intended, right? Because you, you can't really te- you don't. Oftentimes, you don't have any of that nonverbal communication because most of the stuff, like in, our, in your case, is going over IRC or something like that or whatever. And so, a consequence of that is that I know that I, I'm occasionally just a pain in the ass with stuff because I get really, I'll get really frustrated with something, and I just get in a, you know pissed about it and things that are frustrating. And I, so that's been a learning process for me too, like learning how to like deal with stuff better and work better as a team to how to like, not feel like, like, uh, like for, uh, I spent most of my time kind of working as a one man kind of group. So like, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of, uh, I think there's a tendency to feel a lot of self doubt about, uh, particularly with people who have issues like mine about like what your abilities are to feel like, no, I, maybe I don't really do. I'm, I really don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> you know? And so, uh, that can be challenging, especially if you're working with folks who, you know, either personality wise, or you just maybe think that, that, that you just really admire their work or, or things like that. And, and you kind of feel like uh, these dudes know what they're doing, and I don't. And I clear, you know, I'm an idiot. And you just sort of, well, you you're sort of on edge because of you. Uh, yeah, like, I, I, you yeah. I, I, you know, I think every programmer, and I've talked about this with you before. Every yeah. programmer goes to this, and anybody in any sort of skill profession, at times, because of circumstances, right. often feels like um, a fraud or a phony, or that they don't really know what they're doing. It's like I, I, I don't know if you saw, but I tweeted about this er, uh, earlier today. 
I said that my experiences playing softball really remind really remind me that sometimes even when you do everything right at your end, and this there, here's a classic thing from from people playing baseball know this. Sometimes you can hit the shit out of the ball, but you hit it right at somebody. Yep, and yep. you're out. So really, that's analogy of. You have the skills. You've done everything perfectly. But sometimes, even though you've done everything the best way that you can, you still fail. You, right. I, 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 I'm, I'm going through this right now. I'm going through a mini slump in softball where right. every time I am cranking the ball, but it's right at people. Yeah. Uh, the other night when I played, I cranked the ball right at the pitcher. He just put his glove up and caught it. Right. I cranked the ball in the outfield, and a guy ran about 300 yards uh, from one side of the outfield to the other and caught the ball. Right. right. Yep. Um, so this happens, and I, I suffer from self doubt. Um, everyone, so usually the self doubt surrounds about about um, PHP right. and and its place in the web ecosystem, and it also for me it pops up every time I'm deciding on the the next book and the next challenge. Like I've invested all this time in PHP, and all I ever see is people just uh, bending PHP over and and giving it a paddling all the goddamn yep. time. Right. And so and so I think at some point I'm going to have to come to terms and say, <laughs> it's like I'm like the poker player. I'm all in. I've put all my chips in my hand. I have um, three PHP cards and two JavaScript cards. So I've got a full house of web technologies, and I'm like, okay, I'm all in, and I'm going to make it work with this shit. Right. And we'll see how it goes. Right. So yeah, and Al and Matthew Turlin just talked about the uh, the imposter syndrome. Yeah. I you know um, yeah that imposter syndrome I think is really interesting. It's funny I've often thought about it a little bit in the context of um, this is this is not really related but I think it's kind of similar in that I think that a lot of the cultural reasons why we don't see uh, women participating a lot in open source stuff. I think a lot of it has to do with this sort of cultural feeling about like, am I comfortable putting myself out there as an expert? Right. And like being that confident about it. And I think that it's sort of similar in a lot of ways that, that kind of feeling. And uh, 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 I'm trying to read, I'm reading this thing about the imposter syndrome. frauds and don't deserve the success they've achieved. I, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that, that may not really be analogous, but I, I think that's, um, I think it's interesting that, that, that kind of feeling, no, you don't really know what the fuck you're talking about and you don't really deserve it. I, I, I've often felt that way, often felt that way. Um, and you know, I think that's a challenge. I think that's, I think that's somewhat common. Um, for people, uh, I think it really helps to constantly remind yourself that, uh, for the most part, everybody is just as dumb as you are. And that, that like, what there, I, I am, am not necessarily, a, <laughs> uh, I'm not necessarily a big, uh, huge Steve Jobs fan. I, I think he, he gets a little too much, uh, I think he's a smart guy, but I think he gets a little bit too much praise as a, uh, I think he was a, a well. It's because he's mixed. dead. Yeah, well, that that has a lot to do with it too. I, uh, but I, uh, but one interesting thing I've heard or quote attributed to him, and I'm going to paraphrase it, was something like that. You have to remember that the whole world was built by people like you, right? Um, and basically, that I think you know, if you, and it's true. Whenever I meet, most of the time I go and meet people in person who have done real, I think have done really cool things. They seem like they are just as doubt filled and, you know, 
they're not it's not like there's some kind of amazing other species that is capable of incredible things that uh you know i'm not i don't know it's just uh it's uh yeah like i said i think most people are just as dumb as you are right so yeah i think actually that's i think that's actually a pretty uh, it's a pretty good policy it's like um i mean yeah you're right when you meet people who have done really cool things um Often, yeah, oftentimes you find that, uh, yeah, they're the same as they're the same as you. They've struggled to figure stuff out, and they always look and they look at these things the same way. There's a they they figured out a cool solution to a problem, and they've and they're like, yeah, man, I'm I'm just like you. I run this all the time when I meet people at conferences. and I talk to people stuff online. I look at some people doing some really cool stuff, and then the thing that I find kind of interesting, and maybe this is my ego talking, but it's right. often funny to find that a lot of these people who have some uh, who have, who've done some really cool things, when you talk to them and actually get them talking in depth about things, you realize, you know what? I know almost as much about this particular topic as this guy does. Right. Yep. And and he's just gone in a different direction, or he has gone in a different direction than I would have. So it's kind of yep. it's 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 cool. I find it's a cool kind of self discovery thing. It's like, oh yeah. Or like I'm not the only one that thinks about these particular problems. I'm not right. the only only one who has come up with these types of solutions. So in, in a way, it's very interesting to find find that some people who are labeled as high performers, in many ways, like yeah, you know that they know, you know, I I understand the the same problems and I'm thinking about the same solutions. And maybe maybe the really difference is that these people just they're Say that again. They're better at executing. They're better at that's executing. That's really a lot of it. What it comes down to. Yes. You see some really. You see, they're better at executing. Yeah, right. better at executing. You know. Sorry, I was breaking um, up a little and bit. And so, um, you know, I mean, that's yeah. No, I know. I've kind of had that a little bit off and on. You've broken up on me too, and I've like, oh no, I haven't driven Ed off the deep end on this one because my wife made right. me promise to not be made, made me promise to not be mean to you. That's. I'm glad that she's there to protect me. Um, the <laughs> because who knows the horrible things I'd be saying. I know, right? Me. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, so part of this, the reason why I wanted to talk about this stuff was sort of, I don't know, maybe just personally kind of cathartic. But at the same time, I also hoped that uh, other folks who maybe have had issues like this too, uh, you know, kind of, one, know that it's, they're not, like, it's not uh, uncommon, right? And that there's other people who have, you know, have to deal with this kind of stuff too. Um, I guess I felt like maybe I ought to talk a little bit about things that have kind of helped me. Um, you know, maybe I, I, so I, I guess what I found is that, um, for me, I have like a baseline. I know, or I believe that I have a baseline issue with the way that my brain works that, I have to, that it's, that's chronic that I, I need to take a some, I need to take medication to sort of even stuff out and not have as extreme emotional reactions as I would normally. And that's something I have to do. But at the same time, I really, when this topic has come up with other folks, I've really always encouraged people to, um, to not just do medication that they really need to be able to talk out with stuff and hopefully find like a good therapist in addition to like, uh, maybe addressing it with medication as well. Um, that was, I think it has been a really key thing for me to work through a lot of stuff, um, to kind of figure out more about like, well, why do I feel this way? And what are kind of the trigger things for me and stuff like that? And that, uh, that has been, 
a uh, that has been a, uh, a, a you know something that's really helpful for me. I think there's unfortunately there's kind of a tendency for folks, at least I think it's kind of unfortunate, to go to I don't know what it's like in Canada, but I know in the U.S. I would assume it's similar that there's a kind of thing is like boy I've been depressed or down or anxious a lot lately. And the way that you tend to deal with it, you go to your general practitioner, your family doctor, and they'll usually give you a medicate, you know, they'll give you a standard popular medication. Like they might give you an SSRI like Lexapro or Effexor or something like that. And, um, and then where they might give you an anxiety medication, like, you know, they might give you Xanax to take occasionally or something like that, which I think it, a lot of times can help. And, is a really good idea. And that may be all you need. It may just be that you just kind of have a chronic issue. But I really think that if you have sort of recurring issues with stuff, especially with depression, I think it's really important that you speak to people about it and speak to professionals about um, people who are therapists. Like I, I, I've always kind of, I'll have like a doctor, a psychiatrist who I get deal with medication wise, but independently, I'll also have an additional often have an additional person who's a therapist to help me talk through stuff. And a lot of times somebody who's sort of good at the medication side is not necessarily the best, like person to talk to like therapists with stuff um, and vice versa. Right. So um, I, for me, that has been really, really helpful. Like to that's sort of the approach I've taken. I've end up learning a lot about yourself and like about, why you sort of developed these kinds of things and how much of this is just like, this is just the way my brain seems to react to stuff and how much of it is there's shit going on in my life or there's relationships or things that have happened in my life that have made me feel this way. And maybe there's things I can do to kind of to, to, to work through that stuff emotionally. Right. So that's the first thing I guess I'd say. The second thing is I've got kind of gotten older uh, is that I've realized like how much for me, um, environment and and uh like do it for me getting outside and not necessarily i'm not like a runner right i'm not a big exercise guy by any stretch i've made attempts at it and it's always been a pretty much a complete disaster but for me um i can tell things like if it's sunny out, I feel much better when I stand outside and just feel the sun and look at the sun around me and stuff like that. It just makes me fucking feel better. And there are some people who are just sensitive to that. Um, some people, I, I, it's a lot of people have had a lot of success with things like light therapy, where it's just there's something about um, uh, sunlight uh, that it seems to impact people's moods right and this is it's it really does work it's so, probably it's right? really just a genetic predisposition you know? right 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 so it's it's you know so it's wired it's wired into our systems because our ancestors who didn't seek out the sun died a horrible harsh yeah, death so those who like right. the sun managed to survive right so that's the reason why i probably can't move like i have more trouble in the winter like I feel better when it's sunny out and i can kind of walk outside during the summer and i also probably couldn't move to some place like seattle because it just, I would be like that. It's just be great all the time. And for some people, it's not a big deal. But for me, it kind of is. The other thing, too, that is also, again, not a big exercise guy, but just going and, like, taking a walk and getting off my ass and moving around a little bit and stuff makes a big difference. Because it, I, I know that it makes me feel better to change my perspective and get away from the computer and stuff like that. And as I've gotten older, I've felt more and more of a need to do that. Um, and I, um, so I really, I think those things have really kind of helped me. Um, 
it's real easy for me to get sort of wrapped up in the faux importance of shit that happens online or whatever. And, you know, a lot of this shit really doesn't matter, right? It really, in the end of the day, none of this, that it really doesn't matter, right? But I'm not, well, but I'm, well, I don't know. Well, okay. Let me say, let me say. In grand scheme of things, no. But in terms of impact on your life, yeah, quality right. of life, yes, hell yeah, it matters. Let me, let me say this. Stuff like, well, you know, it, uh, you're a fruitcake because you use Apache instead of Nginx or something stupid like that. Those are things that people get really hopped up about, but it really does not matter. It really, no, it do, it doesn't. It, at the end of the day, if you're, I'm talking relatively, the relationships that you have with people in your life and the impact that you have with them directly means a hell of a lot more than, you know, whether I used Apache or Nginx, right? But a lot of times we end up putting way more time into you know stupid shit like that. But, I have no right. idea who you are anymore. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but I guess I don't know. Maybe because I'm getting <laughs> right. Maybe because I'm getting older. I don't know. I something I find myself checking myself with is like, you know, my deathbed. Am I going to give like it, what's what am I going to care about? Right? You know, am I going to care about like the like how, did I positively impact people's lives? And did I help people and did I help them maybe feel better, understand, uh, you know, feel, feel that they, that they were understood or, or make their lives easier or whatever. Uh, or did I, uh, uh, you know, make sure to stick it to that dude because, uh, I knew that, uh, my SQL was better than Postgres, right? You know, who gives a fuck, right? At the end of the day, I mean, this stuff's interesting. And it's hard not to get kind of hyped up about it, but it really, it really doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, right? So, um, on that morbid note, I was trying to get, to, I was trying to talk about like, <laughs> like stuff that, but those are some things that have kind of helped me. And I think I, you know, I guess the man, the key thing is like realizing that one, the way that the way that you are and the way that you react, um, there's not necessarily, you know, the way there's not necessarily something wrong with it. It's just, you've got to take care of yourself so that it, you know, to be happy. And like, if you're having problems with that or the way that you're reacting stuff emotionally or things like that, if you're, if, if you're having trouble with that stuff, um, I think it's really important to get help. And I think it's important to get help from people who, uh, you know, we're trained at this kind of stuff. So find people to talk to, you know, like I said, I really think it's important to, to find a therapist or, uh, but shit, even if it's just talk to your general practitioner or whatever, and just, you know, get some help with stuff. To That's right. I mean, really, I mean, you really are right. What you need to do is find, I, I think the important thing though, is you have to try to find someone who's going to be non-judgmental because, right. uh, you know, there are families that, you know, you, and you certainly have heard of this mm-hmm. families where when people have problems, no one is supposed to talk about them because they're worried oh. about how it's going to look, how oh, it's yeah. going to impact the family, how it's going to impact their reputation. So I think in all seriousness, if you are experiencing mental illness issues, emotional issues, you need to find someone you can talk to who will be non-judgmental and is more interested in getting you help right. as opposed to making your problem go away because they're worried about what other people are going to think. Right. I mean, for what it's worth, I don't want to scare anybody off. I've, I've had, I, I had a psychiatrist once who I thought was fucking judgmental as hell. 
right? The guy was a total dickhead. So you don't need to accept that. And it might mean that, you know, you might have to try, you know, like you go to one guy, you're, you know, one doctor doesn't really work out. You know, you do you, know, you work with somebody else. So the point is you've got to, you know, it's, this is not uncommon and it's okay to have these kind of problems and you should feel like it's okay to go get help with it and that people are going to understand. Uh, and for, you know, for a long time, uh, I sort of felt like people didn't understand, especially when I was younger, when I was a kid and I, you know, like I was the kind of kid who I would like, I, I would get emotional quickly about stuff. Like, and when you're like a kid, when you're a boy who tends to get upset and maybe cry certain stuff or really get pissed off about stuff. Like you had a really short temper, things like that. It's just, it's a lot harder. Right. right. Um, and, uh, you know, stigmas attached to that and stuff. And, and thankfully I ended up like after that junior high stuff I had, I went to a high school that was very good and tolerant. And I would say loving of, me and the shit that I was going through and dealt and put up with a lot of stuff, you know, where I was, I was both very upset and I was very mad at the world in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, I got into a place where people, you know, really wanted me, wanted to help me. Right. And that was what made the difference, right? That, that was what helped me start to be able to kind of heal with this. And, you know, I'm still dealing with shit every day, but the, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm in a much better place because I've been able to, because with being with people who, uh, who understand that and, and, and really do their best to, to help. So that's, uh, that's really been key for me. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope it helps somebody who listens to this, but, uh, I, I guess that's, yeah, that's all I got. I don't know. I don't know if I have anything else to say right now, but, uh, yeah. Ed, if I could give you a big hug right now, I would. In all yeah, seriousness, yeah. I would. Thanks, man. Dude, yeah, it's, well, it's thanks. admirable that you've opened up. And again, the goal here is, I mean, we agreed to talk about this. And um, it's important that people understand um, that there's nothing wrong with uh, having these types of thoughts and these responses. You just The key is, I think as Ed uh, so correctly pointed out, is, is you have to take care of it. You have to find a way to identify what the problems are and find ways to cope. Don't ignore it. Right. Don't. Uh, don't don't look at it as something that's wrong with you because there's nothing wrong with you. That's the way you are, and you have to learn to and you have to find ways to help you cope with it and make sure that the pro, that you get whatever whatever problems you have that are making it difficult for you to go through life. You have to find a way to deal with them. Yeah, I guess and, and get help. Yeah. Try try and get non-judgmental help because there are people out there who will run through a brick wall to help you no matter what. Oh your problems. hell yeah, man! You gotta I find mean, those people. I. Uh... Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, for me, I guess I it's it's a little frustrating in the sense that I like I'm not excited about the fact that I have to take three or four, you know, different pills a day, right? That's not all that fun for me. But I I guess you know I figure it's it, it's for me I just have a chronic condition that I have to deal with the same way that somebody who's diabetic has to deal with stuff, or the same way who has. Other things that are, are aren't considered medical med, or aren't considered mental illness, but are physical. I mean, for me, I really think that I just just my brain works in less than helpful ways, and this this helps me deal with these things better. So it's it's kind of key to under you know it's, it's that ha, um, 
understanding how, you know, what works for you and being around people who are understanding of that as well and who uh, accommodate that the same way that they would accommodate if you had, you know, a traditional physical illness or disability or what have you. Um, and for me, that's, that's, I, I, you know, the more that I can kind of think about that way, the less it, the more it becomes, this is just who I am. And this is just, these are the limitations I have that, and sometimes this works great for me. And it is really, you know, the way my brain works is really helpful. And then sometimes it's hard and it's just, that's the way it is. So, um, thankfully it, like I, I, you know, whenever I've talked with people about this stuff and in, uh, online communities or if, programmers or, or what have you, people have been really understanding about that. So I'm glad, uh, people have done that and like, you know, yeah. So hopefully if you, if you have those kinds of things going on, you know, that's, uh, hopefully some of this is a little helpful. So, uh, so yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about some different things just to close things out. All right, so, that's a good idea. um, yeah, now that you've given a great big, uh, downer to a lot of people. Yeah, bummed out everybody. Um, yeah, that's, that's right. Right. Ed's a, Ed's a whack job, and now everybody can <laughs> yeah, right. all be depressed. No, I'm I'm that I'm joking. <laughs> Way to kill my boner, dude! All right, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so two things I wanted to talk about. Right. <laughs> oh man! So the first one is uh, I will be at Lone Star PHP conference. Oh yeah, that's awesome! I really Dallas, wanted to go to that. Dallas, Texas, yeah. on the 29th and 30th of June, just before uh, Canada celebrates its uh, birthday on July 1st. Right. Um, so I will be there. I'm giving two talks. I'm doing um, a uh, a much more streamlined version of my building testable PHP applications talk. And I'm also doing a brand new talk on infrastructure debt. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to be in the Dallas, Texas area, I would love to meet you and uh, love to harangue you for not doing things the way that I think you should do them. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to going down there. The lineup for Lone Star PHP, go to LoneStarPHP.com. The lineup for that conference is Awesome. A lot of the um, heavy hitters and me are speaking there, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm also trying to scheme. I've been thinking about getting a Bluetooth wireless speaker um, to do speakerphone shit for work, and there's a cool one that I saw out there, and I'm hoping I can somehow buy one and get it delivered to me at the hotel and bring it back into – smuggle it back into Kanakistan with me. Oh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're to, gonna... Would you have to pay a duty on that if they find you, if they like, find it in your bag? Um, no, actually, because, and here's an awesome thing, uh, on June the 1st, uh, new, uh, rules for stuff I can bring back went into effect and they've, uh, it used to be, uh, for overnight, this is crazy. And for overnight trips, right. uh, to, to the U S you could only bring back $50 worth of stuff duty free. So people used to go across the border, buy ridiculous amounts of clothes and other stuff and toss away the stuff that they brought with them and wear the things back across the border. That's awesome. I used to see people like walking around wearing like expensive leather coats and the goddamn tags are still on the thing. That's right. how dumb the people are to not cut them off. So they've changed that rule. The rule is now, are you ready for this? Yeah. $400 you can bring back if really? you're gone overnight. I, I have no idea why the government is tossing away all that uh, potential tax revenue and duties, but maybe they figured people are doing it anyway, so we might as well right. just legitimize it. And I believe for like uh, if you're gone for – um, up to four days, uh, they've cranked it up to. It used to be, 
$500, I think it's now almost $1,000 per person you can bring back. So, yeah. Really? So, the, the problem is I, I the problem is this thing. I don't think I could get it sent to me up really? in Canada in time. Hmm. So you're gonna get it. Better. So I've tweeted. I've tweeted them asking them about what the lead time is for delivery of one of these things. So yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I will order it here and get them to send it to me um, at the hotel. So nice. Um, right. So I'm, I'm. I'm trying. So so yeah. So I will be at Lone Star PHP. Uh, I, I and uh, DevHell is a community sponsor of that uh, conference as well. Oh yes, we threw yeah. some of Engine Yard's sweet, 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 sweet sponsor money at them. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be expecting. Up. Yeah, that's right. I'll be expecting some sort of preferential treatment. So Jake, yes. Daniel Cousineau, and Chris. Carnute, you better be listening, and I better get treated like royalty when I'm down there for throwing, how, them, for, for throwing them 50 bucks. Is that how you were not supposed to tell them how much we actually gave? Um, the, uh, <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, my, my contribution was 50, so I don't know what you paid. But anyway, yeah, was, um, what were you going to say? Uh, is that how you pronounce his name? Cornut? 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 I don't know. Enigma is what he goes by online. I always say Cornut. Corn, he's a corn nut, all right. Um, behind uh, PHP developer, even though he keeps saying stuff about PHP classes, I don't know why we talk about that fool anymore. But we'll go into uh, that. Wait, some- oh, you mean that website? Yes. Why? That, we- that that should be a top. You know, I think that's a topic for another podcast. I have a whole bunch of stuff I would like to talk. I don't about. want to start anything, but man, dude, I always want to start something. So let's. Uh, so and the other thing, <laughs> yeah. too, uh, and, uh, so Ed, am I allowed to use the podcast for recruiting purposes? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so for those who have heard me talk, I work for Kaplan Professional, the mm-hmm. awesome online people. We are hiring PHP people, and uh, we're actually looking to hire two UI and UX people. So we're looking for yeah. people with good HTML, chops, CSS, uh, JavaScript, and know just enough PHP that they won't fuck things up if we ask them to do things. So here's the deal. I get a referral bonus if anyone gets hired. I'm willing to split the referral bonus with people if they come on board. So, okay, so by so, that, when you say that you will split the bonus, you mean you will give half to me because I'm letting you say this on the podcast. Uh, let, let's say I'll split it three ways. I'll keep a third. I'll give you a third for letting me say these things on the podcast. Right. And I'll give the other third of the referral bonus to the lucky person that gets hired. You will get yeah. to from home, no having to go into an office all the time. You just have to go down to La Crosse, Wisconsin for a couple of weeks right. to the head office uh, for the initial training. But after that, you will get to work from the comfort of your own home. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So if you're interested, uh, hit me up on Twitter uh, and I will fill in all the details. We actually are doing some very interesting stuff. There's lots of JavaScript stuff to do. There's lots of UI, UX stuff to do. Um, I'm, um, I'm going to be pushing us to move to PHP 5.4 as soon as we can because my boss wants to use it as well. So I don't think it's going to be too hard to sell to uh, – uh, with our awesome test suite, we'll be able to put PHP 5.4 on one of the networks and run all our shit through it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I uh, would like to start working. We haven't been doing much uh, PHP stuff, period, but and uh, we just haven't deployed 5.4 because we, you know, there's basically... Yeah, because you're, you know. you're, you're too busy doing Python stuff, and that's totally right. cool. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, I think I've bummed out enough people. I think we're alright. Alright, cool. So, any... Anyway, th- thank you very much to everybody for listening. This is yeah. episode number 15, 15. the DevHell podcast. 15, we've made it. Um, we're almost at the age of majority. No, no, we're, no, no more jailbait. At 17, we won't be jailbait anymore. So, um, that so depends in, on the state. I, in Indiana, it's 15. Woo! So, all right. All right. Yeah. You're plowing some DevHell fields any there you day. There you go, dog. Yeah. Uh, so, let's so let's that's right. Thank our sponsors from Engine Yard for giving us some money. And I know that Liz has promised to listen to this podcast so she knows what she's getting for her oh, money. She's probably very upset right now. 
Uh, we also want to thank uh, Paul Reinheimer and uh, the real guy who does the work there, Will, from uh, Wonder Network for uh, providing the bandwidth for the live feed. Yeah. Uh, you can check us out online at devhell.info. Every single episode we ever done is up there. Well, that reminds me. We have to bug Brian Deshong to start working on the uh, the Dev Yes. Hell, uh, application. That is a ca- that's a cash cow waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to hit him up about that one. Yep. Um, yes, yeah, so check us out on Twitter at dev underscore hell. You can find me, Chris Harches, on Twitter as Grumpy Programmer without the U. You can find uh, Ed the Whack Job at, uh, online on Twitter at Funkatron with the U. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again. Good night, Internet. <laughs>